This is Bump, Baby and Beyond with Emma's Diary. Hi everyone, it's Holly from Holly Plus and Pretty Big Butterflies. And today on Bump, Baby and Beyond from Emma's Diary, I'm joined by the lovely Amy from Through Amy's Eyes. And we're going to talk about coronavirus because let's face it, it's what everyone is talking about. And of course, we're not in our usual studio today. We're all joining together for this podcast online from our own homes. So today we wanted to talk through the latest information on the virus, but also provide pregnant and new mums with a few hints and tips on coping with lockdown. So hi, Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, Holly, thanks for having me. So how are you today? How, how are you feeling at the moment? So I think the best way of describing it is a roller coaster. Um, we, where do I start with things really? So we were actually on holiday a couple of weeks ago and my littlest boy, who is almost two, fell poorly. He had the temperature, he had all of the signs. So we cut our trip short, obviously came straight back home and we have been in self-isolation ever since. So even before the schools shut, even before social distancing came around, we were in isolation. And we're currently on day five or six. I've actually lost count. I think we're on day six of self-isolation now. And it definitely gets easier. Oh, gosh, thank you. Thank you for that. I love the fact that it gets easier. (laughs) So am I right in saying that your little ones are um, five and almost two? Yeah, so um, two boys, five and almost two. Um, Yeah, it's challenging to say the least because my five-year-old is very academic. He likes to learn. And when we found out that the schools were closing and when we, you know, learned that we was going to have to self-isolate, it's a really hard thing to try and explain to a five-year-old that he can't go to school anymore and that he can't see his friends. So I took advice from a few different places online and from speaking to friends. And I've told him that his school's closing because they need to have a big clean and get rid of any germs that might be in there. We haven't really spoke about how long the schools are going to be closed for because I don't think he has that much of an understanding yet. But it's just trying to present it to them in a way where they have a slight understanding, but not to scare them. Yeah, of course. I think you're right. So my, I mean, I've got a 20 month old who doesn't even know what day it is, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But my three year old goes to nursery three mornings a week. And we're really quite strict on having a routine because he, he loves a routine. And what we've had to kind of do today is try and get him ready as normal. So we've got up at the same time, we've got him dressed. And we've explained that we're not going to nursery today, because he's very aware that and explained that there's a few poorly people so they've had to close for today and that we're going to have nursery at home (laughs) that's how we've kind of explained it to him um but we're on our first day so you're obviously ahead in that sense yeah Um, I think what you said about routine is a really important thing and I don't think it matters how old your children are the routine's really important for you as well because it can be so easy during this self-isolation time and any social distancing to just stay in your pajamas all day lounge around on the sofa you know it can be really easy to lose that routine and that's not good for anybody you know it's not good for your mental health it's not good for babies for children 
I'm not saying that you need to have a stringent, you know, hour by hour plan for the day, but just trying to keep things a little bit more routine. So making sure that lunch is always at the same time, like you get dressed, as you said, you know, just trying to get a bit of routine still keeps a bit of normality in what is a very abnormal situation. Yeah, I totally agree, actually. Um, It's so hard because if it was like a school holiday, you would kind of lounge around a little bit more, wouldn't you? But I think because we don't know how long this kind of um, isolation is, this lockdown, if you like, how long it's going to take, I guess we have to make sure we're in some kind of routine and, and for ourselves, not just our little ones. But now that the schools are closed for most people, um, have you kind of got a, have, or have you had a plan that you're working towards or are you just kind of taking each day as it comes? So yes and no. So I am taking each day as it comes for myself. So my own mental health wise, you know, work for myself and my husband, as it will be for many, many other parents, is all up in the air. You know, we don't know what's happening day in, day out. All I know at the moment is that we are in self-isolation for at least the next eight days because of uh, my littlest being poorly. So mentally for myself I'm trying to take each day as it comes you know I'm trying not to worry about money I'm trying not to worry about family and not seeing people just think each day but on the flip side I have prepared in regards to kind of home learning so my my son is reception year so kind of in the grand scheme of things his learning is probably not going to be impacted that much but I still want to keep him kind of ticking over and I want to keep his brain engaged so there are so many amazing websites that you can go to that a lot of them have waived fees in light of the current situation you can go to and you can download resources so I've downloaded a few phonics packs for my son we've downloaded a few maths packs um, some coloring arts and crafts and what I've actually done is I wrote a list on a blackboard of all of the things that we could do and some of it isn't necessarily education based so it's making an obstacle course in the garden or it's getting a tent and having an outdoor picnic you know and we've I've planned in the way that I've got all these things in my arsenal so that I know each day I can look at that whiteboard or go into the cupboard and get a phonics pack out so that I've got things available to me. Yeah, I think it's about almost just making sure you feel prepared, isn't it? It's, you know, if we just put all the other stress to one side, it's just making you feel as though, hold on a second, if I really don't know what to do here or, you know, they're getting a bit much because having kids at home is a lot. It's about saying, right, OK, I've made a list. Where are we now? We've done we've done those three. Where are we now? What can I do? They, they're a bit kind of active today. They've got a lot of energy. What can we do that involves getting rid of that energy? So I think you're right. It's about having that kind of arsenal of resources. So I know at the moment, um, we was talking before this chat, and um, Audible have a load of free kids books at the moment that are free to download. So I think, you know, looking for resources like that for all ages, it's really handy to have. And um, there's another website called Twinkle, which has a load of teaching resources. It has life lessons, colouring, colouring classes, workbooks. So it's all about kind of looking for those resources, not feeling too overwhelmed, I think, because there's a lot of information out there. But just taking your time, choosing a few things and just thinking, we've got this, we can do it. Um, And I think it's just about trying to be positive as well, isn't it? Just because, you know, there's so much going on right now. 
Um, yeah, I think as you said, it's it's not pressurizing yourself either because this is an unprecedented situation for every single person. We nobody has ever been through this before. And it can be so easy to feel pressure to become a teacher. And majority of us aren't teachers. And even if you are a teacher, teaching your child is very, very different to teaching other people's children. And we need to remember to be kind to ourselves. We need to remember that this is a stressful time. It is an anxious time. We need to remember that some days are going to be easier than others. Some days we're going to be more motivated than others. And it's not about pressurizing yourselves. The children will catch up at school. Every single child is in the same boat. They will catch up. So yes, keep them going, keep them entertained, keep them learning, but don't put the pressure on yourself to become their full-time teacher. Yeah, you're so right. And I think, you know, what we have to remember as well is um, lots of mums already feel mum guilt. You know, there's that thing where on a day to day basis, it's like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing good enough? Are they getting what they need? So I think with that, along with everything else going on, what kind of um, de-stress tips or advice have you got for mums right now so I know you've said to be kind to yourself and to make sure you've got some kind of things in your arsenal ready to go for those tough moments any other kind of tips or advice you can think of my biggest advice would be to ride the waves so about two nights ago I had an absolute meltdown to my husband I was crying I felt like a failure I was worried that and what am I doing is right you know should I have explained to my son in more detail about coronavirus but on the flip side should I even be using that word in front of him you know I I was just overcome with emotion and worry and sadness you know the fact that he's he could potentially not finish his first year at school and that is menial compared to these poor children that are in year six or in year 12 11 and leaving secondary school but it still made me so emotional. And I had a good old cry. I got it all out. And the next day I felt so much better because I hadn't dwelled on it. I hadn't kept it all in and kept worrying about it. Yeah, I think definitely talking to other people, talk on social media, because I can guarantee you that every other parent in the UK is feeling at least a little bit of the way that you are feeling at some point. So my my top advice for combating the mum guilt and the stress is to just kind of own it and ride those waves, talk about it, get the emotions out, because keeping it in isn't going to help anybody. So just get it all out, have a good old cry, you know, talk to people, use the, the, the technology that we have. So get on um, video calls, get on social media, talk, see other people, don't isolate yourself, because even though you're in isolation, you're at home, it doesn't mean that you can't talk and that you can't see other people via the amazing technology that we have. Yeah, it's so true. I think that's such a key thing is to remember to talk. I had a bit of a breakdown on the weekend as well, and I'm not really someone who does that. And I wasn't sure if it was because my period had started or because I was just generally having this like overwhelming sense that there's so much going on. But once I'd had a cry and got it out there, I definitely felt a bit better. And I think also what we said earlier about not 
not putting too much pressure on ourselves. I actually read a letter, like an open letter from a school today. And it said that, yes, you know, this is kind of homeschooling season right now. But actually, you know, it's okay to do some baking with your kids. It's okay to let them have a bit of screen time. And it's okay to just let them play with their toys or build some bricks for a while. And that it's okay to spend normal time with your kids and kind of almost make the most of the situation in a way that, yeah, you know, this isn't a normal a normal day. You know, your kids are at home, but actually let's try and enjoy that a little bit. Um, you know what you say that, using it as an opportunity as well to learn and to just learn to be in the moment with our children. So during our kind of under a week of isolation, I've been trying not to say no. So not to big things, obviously, but to little things. Like the other day, my son wanted to go in the garden. Now, it was about half an hour before dinner. I was cooking dinner. Normally, I would have said, no, it's too late to go in the garden. It's dinner time and then it's calming down time because you've got school tomorrow. But as I went to say no, I thought, what harm is it them going in the garden? What what problem is it going to be if they do go in the garden for half an hour, burn some steam off before dinner? So I said, yeah, off you go. My son has asked to help cook dinner a few times. And normally I'd say no, because I'm busy. I'm trying to get dinner done and make packed lunches for the next day. But this time round, I said, yeah, of course. So I'm trying to use this as an opportunity to say yes to more things and learn how to kind of loosen the control a little bit. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good idea, actually, because I usually work from home. But obviously, during this time, there's so much up in the air that we don't know if we have work, we don't know if we're going to get paid. So there's so much stress. So I think taking those little things that we would usually say no to and saying, hang on a second, you know what, we can do it today. It's kind of trying to put that little bit of a positive spin on it, isn't it? It's kind of, you know, almost taking a little bit of stress away because we have always have the stress of saying no, we haven't got the time today, we can't do it. Well, actually, if you think about it, that's a tiny little bit of stress that we can actually remove is by thinking, hold on, got a bit more time today, let's do this. And um, so talking about stress and kind of how all that feels, um, so pregnant women um, at the moment have been told they're in a, the vulnerable category. and But the NHS says there's no evidence that pregnant women are more at risk of complications. Now, I remember being pregnant and how stressful it was just thinking about being pregnant without everything else going on. Um, can you think back to when you were pregnant and the things that you did to de-stress or, in hindsight, what you would wish you'd done more of to de-stress and to relax? Yeah, so I've actually got experience in both um, ends of the spectrum with this one. So when I had my first baby, I suffered with um, something called SPD um, or pel PGP, pelvic girdle pain. And I was signed, signed off from work for the last three months of my pregnancy. And I was basically in isolation only because it was so painful to walk. So for the, the last three months of my first pregnancy, I spent a lot of time at home I watched a lot of box sets. I played a lot of, um, I used to love The Sims on, um, I think it was the PlayStation I used to play on. I used to play a lot of that. I used to read a lot. And I did a lot of things that I I just wanted to do. And I saw it as an opportunity or as last three months before suddenly I can't be selfish anymore. I'm just going to do all the things that I really want to do. Um, so I, as I said, just did a lot of things that I wanted the second time I was pregnant, when I had my smallest, I worked until I was 38 weeks pregnant and I gave birth the day after I left work. 
Uh, so I had, <laughs> I had it's no working. time. <laughs> yep, I had no time to prepare. And looking back at that, I really, really wish that I had taken, well, I, I couldn't have known that he was going to be so early, but I wish that I would have had more time before he was born. I wish that I would have had more time to batch cook, um, to spend time with my son, just me and him, because now that's pretty much impossible. Um, and I wish that I would have just had more time to appreciate it being the two of us. Um, so my advice to pregnant women is if you are choosing to self-isolate and you are choosing to stay at home, Make a list of all the things that you really want to do, all the box sets you want to watch, all of the, the bits you want to clean in the house, all the little things that normally life gets in the way so you don't do. And I would just work my way through that list. If you have got children already and this is a, this is a pregnancy for a sibling, then think about all the things that you can do, just you and your child or children that you have now, you know, and, and try. I know that it can be so frustrating to be in the house. But just try to see it as a blessing in disguise that you're going to get time to do all of the things that you wouldn't normally get to do. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It's quite funny because my pregnancies were the opposite way round. So my first pregnancy, I think I was working up until week uh, 38. And I remember going to my Christmas party really heavily pregnant because I didn't want to miss out. And I felt like I was missing that. I didn't want to miss out on the kind of the social side of things. But in hindsight, I really wish that I had spent more time at home and kind of prepared and just relaxed, got some sleep. It sounds really silly, but my kind of treat to myself is having Marmite on toast, like of an evening and a cup of tea and chilling out on the sofa. That's wow. my like, guilty pleasure. And I wish I had done that more before I had my first child. Um, and then the second one, I was heavily pregnant when it was, you know, when we had that heat wave that really a couple of years ago. Yeah. And um, I was heavily pregnant and I and I couldn't even I couldn't even put shoes on. My feet had swollen so much because it was so hot. So I couldn't go outside because I couldn't wear shoes. I could sit in the garden and just about get up again. Um, but and I at that time, I kind of wish I'd spent less time kind of. I guess moaning about feeling hot. Oh, don't get me wrong. You're completely allowed to moan when you're pregnant. I that's completely allowed. Trust me. Um, but I wish I'd spent less time kind of thinking, "Oh, I'm hot. I can't move," or I, you know, I don't want to go outside. And actually, spent a bit more time, like you said, with the child that I already had, and spent a bit more of me and him time and doing little things with just me and him. But, you know, hindsight is an amazing thing, isn't it? So yeah. I feel like if there are any pregnant women that are listening to this now, um, obviously it's a scary time with coronavirus happening. When you're pregnant and you're a first-time mum, that in itself can be a scary situation. It, you know, it, it's a new thing that's happening. But I would definitely, you know, take on board what we said and just still attempt to enjoy being pregnant, you know, enjoy the nesting period, enjoy the getting ready for the baby, still enjoy all of that. But think about your own little pleasures that you enjoy and that you still want to, you know, you want to do before, you know, the baby arrives. And it doesn't have to involve going outside. You know, like we said, there's lots you can still do inside. It's just about thinking outside the box a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. So what do you think is going to happen now, like in terms of how are you moving forward then over the next couple of weeks? What's the plan? Are you just going to see how it goes or, you know, what are you hoping to happen over the next couple of weeks with your little ones? 
So the plan is not to plan. <laughs> That's the best way of putting it. So as I said, we are in self-isolation because my littlest wasn't well. To be honest, I have not felt well at all the past few days either. So I'm trying to take things quite slow and just listen to my body and rest when I need to. So we have quite a few activities that we um, have ready in the house. So we've got lots of arts and crafts things. We've got paints. We've got, we're very lucky. We've got a garden that's got toys. So we, we're just trying to take each day as it comes because I think until we have the updates at the end of each day, we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. You know, we could all go on a lockdown in the next couple of days. Nobody knows because until people start listening about social distancing, it's not going to get any better. So I'm just trying to stay calm. I'm trying to be kind to myself, trying to remember that for my two boys, this is a very difficult time for them as well. So my both both of my boys, their behaviours have been up and down. But it's, it's such a different world for them as well. Their normal routine is out the window. We haven't been able to go to our toddler groups. My elders haven't been able to go to school. We're not seeing family like we normally do. So I'm trying to be very mindful with them and trying not to expect what I would normally from them either. Um, so, yeah, the plan is to just take each day as it comes, just be kind to ourselves, be kind to one another and just try and see the positives in this. So I'm trying to see this as an amazing opportunity that I get to spend two weeks straight with my children and my husband, you know, doing all the fun things that we don't normally get to do. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I think my plan for the next couple of weeks is to do as much as we can as normal. So try and stick to the routine, like I mentioned earlier. Um, so, for example, uh, we usually go to like tumble tots and classes like that, because like I said, Cameo is so active. Um, but we can't go anymore, obviously. But they, they've moved everything online. So they've got someone kind of um, doing like a live class where they jump around and um, they I still get cameo to wear his t-shirt so he feels like it's happening so my plan is anything like that that we would usually go to outside is to see if there's an alternative to actually do online that he can do in the front room or he can do in the garden or even I know what it's like to not have a garden as well so even if you can do it you know um outside your front door or you know if you go outside just make sure you are keeping away from other people but anything we do kind of in real life in outside I'm going to try and move indoors so he doesn't lose it completely and that he is still being active and I think generally it's just going to try not to put too much pressure on myself I think and, and like you said the whole being kind thing is such a big deal and not just to everyone else and but to yourself and and I just want to say to anyone that is listening if you are struggling make sure you reach out to people there's loads of groups online um, you can find you know have a have a put a note for your neighbor's door or there's loads of groups online in different boroughs across the UK that you can reach out to if you need help um, and you know I think you've just got to remember that everyone is in the same position and you know let's kind of take on the positive and enjoy having our kids at home for a little bit if we can and who knows what's going to happen but for now we can enjoy what we've got can't we and I think as well the, the biggest thing to remember is that this isn't forever this will this will get better things will go back to normal at some point so there is a light 
light at the end of the tunnel. It's just at the moment, we don't know how long that tunnel is going to be. And everybody is going down that tunnel together, all trying to get towards the light. So just follow the guidance that we're being given by the government, by the NHS. Stay safe, be kind to one another and know that this isn't permanent. Things will change and things will go back to normal at some point. Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much for coming and joining me today, uh, Amy. Thank you um, for having me. It's been really nice to talk about it because, like we said, for the past couple of days, I felt quite overwhelmed personally. Um, and it's quite nice to talk to someone who's in the same boat and to get those feelings out and to know that even I'm not alone in this situation. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you as well. It's been great to talk it through. And um, good luck with the little ones and try and enjoy the sun that we've got, even if it is just having the windows open a little bit. Um, but thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. I hope you found the podcast useful in some way. If you've enjoyed it, please, please let us know. We want to be here for you during this strange and difficult time. So let us know what you want to discuss, what you need, and if there's information we can help provide. You can find us at Emma's Diary on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, for the latest health advice, please visit www.nhs.uk forward slash coronavirus.